welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we're back for another week. We're talking about real estate, some crazy celebs, some crazy homes, uh, including one from the Bay Area, the Flintstone House. Um, it looks like a prehistoric house straight out of the cartoon, the Flintstones. If you don't know the story of the Flintstone House, um, Eric, when did it first go or when was it first built? Well, let me take you back, Natalie. Take us all the way back to the prehistoric era. Of 1976. 1976. So long ago. I know. I know. But I remember, uh, you know, driving down 280 as a kid, you know. You drove as a kid? No, no. Well, (laughs) in the back of my parents' car. (laughs) Being strapped in the car. Yes, I know. I was just driving. Just putting foot pedal to the metal. 280 is a great place to Staying drive hockey. fast. Yeah. Great place Back in those days, especially. Drivers. So wait, yeah. Eric, so 280. So this is in, what city is this in again? Hillsboro. Hillsboro. And that's okay. that's part of the problem is that. It's a um, nice city. It's a very exclusive enclave. So back in the 70s, like I said, this house was an attraction. People knew about it. It was it was white back then. It was kind of just a, you know, like kind of or a beige color, just off white. Mm-hmm. And it it stood stood out, of course. I mean, just just the structure itself. And then um at some point, I believe, you know, in the 2000s, it you know, it changed hands a couple times and then they they went with this kind of brownish orange color scheme and it stood out even more. And then eventually it came on the market in, I think it was 2014 or 2015. And I know Rachel went inside the house back then when it came yeah. on the market. Yeah, but I do. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> You've it, been inside. That's awesome. I did. We did a video tour of um, the house. And if you guys are interested in seeing um, an inside peek, just go to your favorite search engine and search realtor.com and Flintstone House. You'll see it. But we, we can tweet out the video, too. I think we should definitely tweet it out. On for sure. Do that. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to go inside and it, uh, you know, on the outside, it's got, it's colorful. It's got the, the orange and the purple and it. I mean, it looks legitimately like Flintstone House. And on the inside, it does too. It's almost like being inside of a cave. I mean, there's, um, arch ceilings everywhere, circular skylights. Uh, it's very, very unique. And then it's got beautiful views of the, the hills below, um, or sorry, the the hills beyond and the, um, kind of basin below. So when it was on the market, the owner wanted to find somebody who would, you know, appreciate it for what it was. And then Eric, tell us, yeah. What ended so, up happening with it from there? So it, it wound up selling finally in uh, summer of 2017. It was on the market for a while at a variety of price points. I think when it first hit the market, it was up for over three million, like uh-huh. three three point seven five, something like that. And then it dropped a couple times, and then I think it was around three point two. Sold for two point eight million in June 2017, and it sold to a Bay Area businesswoman. And she really, what she's done over the past couple of years now, or year and a half since she's owned it, is really leaned into the whole Flintstone theme. And she, <laughs> the home sits like, it's kind of just on a little hill in the backside of Hillsboro. And it's, like I said, it's visible from the freeway. So she really is making it a, kind of a scene that you can really see from the freeway, like creating a diorama with dinosaurs in the backyard, 
Uh, I believe she put up a, a sign out front that says like the Flintstone house or yabba dabba do and, yeah. and, and really kind of just, you know, went, went uh, even deeper with the color scheme. I think it's uh, now, you know, it's orange and purple, but I think I could swear it's a fresh coat of paint because it looks even more vibrant now. And the, ba- the backyard ha- is covered with like, I, I don't know if it's AstroTurf or grass and it really, it's really becoming a huge landmark. And I think, you know, that's what's causing residents of Hillsborough to freak out because Hillsborough does not want to, Hills, Hills, Hillsborough is a very old money town. They don't want to be known as a place for quirky or wacky attractions. And they had a hearing apparently in October um, in Hillsborough where they issued a unanimous decision finding the home in violation of several sections of the municipal code. And they called it the property a public nuisance and there's a $200 penalty. But um, that, that was what I was surprised to to read was like public nuisance, da, 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 they go through this whole thing, $200. That's yeah. it. <laughs> they yeah. call the dinosaurs, quote, a highly visible eyesore that is, quote, out of keeping with community standards. Right. Well, and that, 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 that's the Hillsborough thing right there. And I think they also, didn't they say that the dinosaurs needed to be removed by December 5th? But yeah. she basically was like, thanks, but no thanks. And they're still there. Right. And so they're using the dinosaurs and, you know, they're saying they're calling them structures or whatever in the backyard. And they say you can't um, you can't just do what you want willy nilly in your own backyard mm-hmm. or at your own house mm-hmm. uh, because there are codes, city codes. So if uh, you want to put up a dinosaur in your backyard, you have to kind of uh let the city know and and, and secure they, they said oh it's not secured properly it could just go tumbling down the hill we don't know how these were put up <laughs> tumbling you know, dinosaurs oh my tumbling god dinosaurs so um yeah it's really like i say and she's i believe the news that i read she's not living in the home she's using it just for events and kind of to have people over and yeah that's... and i think it's a rent like a like a part, it's like a party rental or corporate rental or. Is it on Airbnb? You know, it, Wait, I need to look this up. Yeah, it, I don't think so. That would be wild. I would definitely recommend staying in it if you have the opportunity to. I just, I guess it's, I just find it kind of interesting that, um, you know, she bought this house probably for the Flintstone cachet effect, whatever, the dramatic mm-hmm. effect. And now she isn't even allowed to do with it what she would like to do. Yeah. I mean, when they listed the house, were they kind of playing up that Flintstone theme? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. They were like calling it the Flintstone house and they were like, oh, yeah. 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 But, so, but it, it didn't have the, like I say, before it just was the house and mm-hmm. there wasn't out, outdoor decor that kind of echoed the house. But was it painted it was just, like the, the, it was Orange painted in the purple. It was, but if you look at the pictures of it now mm-hmm. versus the pictures of when it was on the market, I want to say I I can't verify this. I haven't driven by there, but I it looks much darker. Like she really put a fresh coat of like really vibrant paint on this, and okay. it's still orange, orange and purple. So okay, so the woman, so she she has to pay two hundred dollars, the owner, and. Can, I think that's kind of where we're at. And I don't take know down the dinosaurs, keep them up. She's refusing to take them down. She's refusing to take them down. This is a saga that will continue and drag on for a few more months, I'm sure, um, until one way or another, she removes those darn dinosaurs. <laughs> well. Blessings. Blessings to the neighbors who are turning up their nose at this house, and maybe they just need to lighten up a little bit. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of neighbors and, you know, neighborly fights, neighborly complaints, uh, there was a story that hit the news this week about particularly nosy neighbors and how one homeowner kind of trolled them. Yeah. What this, happened? Uh, hap- this happened up in the Bay Area, up here in Santa Rosa. Um, it wasn't so much nosy neighbors. I think it's just, uh, you know, busybody neighbors. Uh, they wanted to... This guy had a fence Is built there a outside. Difference? Well... Nosy, nosy <laughs> means I'm very into your business. Busybody means I'm just, you know, I don't like what you're doing, so I, I'm going to report you to the city. Doesn't? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was the, the Webster yeah, definition. Nosy's like it's I want to be of in delineation. your. Yeah, nosy's like I want to be in your business. I don't know that the person that reported this gentleman to code enforcement really wants to be in his business. They just wanted to be, you know, a busybody and tell him what he can and can't do with his fence. Where was this? So, this was in Santa Rosa, California, up okay. here in the Bay Area. And uh, what happened was uh, this guy has a corner lot, a house, and he built a fence around his front yard. And it was a pretty high fence for a front yard. Um, you know, Nine feet, n- I not, believe, right? Yeah, and it's not common to have, you know, it's not a gated, you know, a, a neighborhood where you ha- find homes that have gates going up to the curb or anything like that. So this was kind of out of place for the neighborhood. So um, a neighbor, somebody, somebody who drives by the house it could be anybody it couldn't doesn't have to be a next door neighbor it could be anybody that lives in the in the area reported it to the city code enforcement came out and said hey dude your fence out front is too high doesn't meet with city regulation blah 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 so what he did is he said okay great he chopped the fence in half so it's about a four foot fence now and what he did was he installed a uh, kind of a display out in his front yard of mannequins in the nude just kind of lounging around how artistic. Yeah. What an I'm sorry, choice. Actually, it was a six-foot fence originally. So oh, okay. he chopped it down Chop. to three feet. Um, Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then the apparently the rule for this neighborhood is that you can't have um, a six-foot fence. Like apparently other people mm. have them, but there's some caveat in the rules that says the fence along the sidewalk can't be taller than three feet. So the neighbor yeah. was getting really into the semantics of the city regulations and complaining about this one stretch of fence on his. Right. So this guy, the, the guy who was ordered to take his fence down, came back with the ultimate troll and, uh, put a bunch of mannequins in his front yard in various uh, states of undress. Um, so then were the neighbors outraged? I don't know. I think, I mean, the report I saw in the news, people were driving by giving him a thumbs up. So, Oh, great. But probably people (laughs) that don't live there. I bet the neighbors who live around him probably aren't too pleased about the, uh, uh, metaphorical middle finger that he's thrown up. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the guy who lives there had the fence so high because he was trying to safely contain his dogs. Right. And he felt and, like yeah, three yeah. feet was too short that they would obviously jump over the fence. So I, yeah. I get that. I also understand the other neighbor's side of it that, you know, if something's bringing down the neighborhood. But I don't know. Do you guys think that a high fence would no. bother you that much that you'd call the city? No, I don't see what wrong a high fence is doing, especially if it's keeping the dog inside and, you know, keeping people safe from the dog. You don't want to get rid of your dog. It's 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 definitely you're caught in a pickle. And um, so the funny thing about this, these photos, I mean, and you guys have to check it out if you haven't already. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, I believe, anatomically accurate nude 
mannequins sitting around a um, t- table or a fire pit or something in this yard um, that you can definitely see over the three foot fence. And then there's a like a, a wooden barrel with a sign that says reserved seat for the nosy neighbor that complained about my fence to the city. <laughs> so, I mean, there are no, like, <laughs> there's no gray area here. He's definitely. He's like making... middle finger to y'all. <laughs> yeah. I exactly. have a bigger problem, though. With I mean, he's got to do something about his freaking weeds. I yeah, mean, his yard that, is not that, in great shape. I will say that. That would bother that, me more than the fence. Exactly, and maybe that's what he was trying to hide was that his uh, his front yard was just unkempt. But he or, didn't want to do yard work. Yeah, or maybe his neighbors just are fed up. They know his yard is unkempt, and his neighbors are just like, "This is a thing we can get him on," and then. Right. You know, we can expose him and then, yeah, I don't know. Expose him. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Do you guys ever check your, um, your horoscope? Yeah. No. <laughs> I knew that each one of those answers was going to be the one that it was. I can't I did not. not exactly see Eric. <laughs> I can't not, and I don't live and die by it. Like I'm not a very like, oh, I'm a Pisces. Like this is, yeah. you know, it's not the letter of the law, but of course it's fun to check. Like most people, yeah, and just to see, but not Eric. Like what works? Yeah, no, I think I, I, what, you what, think what, it's what all baloney, right? Yeah, what am I going to do with it? I mean. <laughs> Okay, well, this story isn't for you then. Um, well, no, I mean, I, I, no, I, like, I want to hear I like what our, Eric has to say no, about. I like I like our series of stories about the zodiac signs and what they suggest about your house or types of house or decor. I like these kind of Thank stories. You. They're fun. They're fun. So we've done um, several stories so far on what your zodiac signs suggest about your home decor style, your home architecture style. This time we decided to focus in on the best throwback trend for your home based on your zodiac sign. Throwback trends. So like trends from like the 70s, 80s, Yeah, all throughout 20s. the 20th century. Yeah, there's um, a lot of throwback trends, if you guys have noticed, kind of coming back into style right now, like conversation pits or, mm-hmm. um, you know, wicker furniture or shag rugs um brass accents are really big right now so okay natalie you're pisces right yes that's correct have you seen this story um yeah so do you know what your thing is i was going to ask you if it matches or i was going to ask you what you think your throwback trend would be um i could never guess what i what my throwback trend would be but i did see what it was and it's stained glass windows which kind of surprises me. Um, stained glass seems a little uh, nah, not for me. Formal. <laughs> woo woo. Not woo woo. No, not woo woo. <laughs> um, to Game of Thronesy. Yes, very Game of Thronesy. Um, but which like like the stained glass like there was this uh, there was a house that we covered I mean, and this is off topic but the, one of the houses we covered in that San Francisco article. Uh, had some great stained glass, and I think you would like that. Yeah, I think the more that I think about it, um, I, I think <laughs> in the there's past more. Seconds. Yeah, the, <laughs> the more I've considered it in the past thirty seconds. No, it's true. Seconds. The more that I think about it in the last now probably minute. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's more stained glass is more than just what you see at the church. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, no, I, I, I've never considered stained glass for my future home, but I would definitely consider it. Absolutely. And maybe you disagree with this, but the astrologists say that Pisces are romantic and idealistic and they want to surround themselves with beauty that reflects the dreamlike quality. Okay. I've heard that Pisceans are very, uh, sensitive, romantic, idealistic. Uh, so sure. Yes. Are you? You've heard that they are. Does that align with you as a person? Yeah, I definitely wear my emotions on my sleeves. I'm very, I, I don't, yeah, I tend to be very, show my hand. So Eric, do you have any idea what your throwback trend is? Yeah, I've been uh, perusing this article as you guys have been talking. Um, so Eric, yours is macrame. That sound, that seems like it's perfectly aligned with Eric's aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who this. Uh, I don't know who this astrologer is, and <laughs> great story, but I, well, it, but you got to look at the quality behind it. So the astrologer says that Virgos appreciate intricate details and handmade items. They will search and search for just the right piece, the same way they mine for information in other parts of their lives. They wouldn't have a lot of club. They wouldn't have a lot of clutter, but a statement piece they can talk about is just perfect. And I actually feel like that does define you. I think it does too, Eric. I think you need um, to face the music a little bit. <laughs> well, then, but why did why did you guys choose macrame to represent intricate details and handmade items? Because I, they're wo- it's hand woven. Uh, it's handmade. Uh, it stole the hearts of free spirits in the seventies, which yeah, you are spirits. a free spirit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me, Mister Free Spirit, Mister Footloose and Fancy Intricate details and handmade items. Yes, the astrologer pegged me perfectly. Um, I do like Just those not things, macrame. but not macrame. Yeah, and I, I do have a lot of clutter. So, uh, but you don't I, like a lot of clutter. I don't. I mean, but I have. And I you mean, do like statement pieces, and you do search and search on eBay for just the right piece. Yeah, you are I a collector. Do. I am. I am. So, you know, again, bless this article. For, well, for, what would be your throwback trend, if not macrame? Um, I'm looking at the other throwback trends in this article, and I, I mean, I, we have – the it did peg us. And my wife is a cancer, and it, it said shag rug, and we do have uh, – at least two or three shag rugs in our house. Go. I like that. Um, so again, you're you're right on with that. This astrologers. Ooh, I want a round couch. The Gemini yeah. throwback trend. That's uh, me. Yes, these couch. Oh, I love the couches in this uh, in this photo. These ones are. I mean, it's not like a circle, but it's no. It's, this it's like a semi kind of. Not circle. even like a, it. Just it's a yeah. it's cur- it's curved a little curved. bit. Curved. I, I yeah. like that. Curvy furniture is it really in right now in mm-hmm. general because we're trying to you know put down our phones and bring conversation back. So I like are this we? trend. Luckily, hush. Um, I'm on the cusp of, I'm June 21st. And so I'm on the cusp of Gemini and cancer. And so I always read both horoscopes to see, and then I pick the one that I like better (laughs) to apply to me. But I I would say that both of these are kind of me. Like I, I could get down with a round couch that is good for conversation and, um, socializing. And then I could get down with something cozy, like a shag rug. I also like the, um, the Taurus throwback trend the rattan furniture i'm so into rattan i love rattan oh yeah i have a mirror i have a rattan mirror 
Uh, I'd love to get like a rattan and maybe like rattan and glass coffee table. Um, I didn't know that about you. What is it about rattan that you like? I think it's a bit of that like 70s style. Um, Eric, I kind of like that a little bit, a little like bohemian. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I think it's great. And it's really lightweight too. I mean, mm-hmm. for so long we've seen the really heavy, you know, Ikea furniture and stuff like that that takes up a lot of space, but rattan's very lightweight and mm-hmm. natural looking. So. Or even like the like restoration hardware furniture, which is like very heavy. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Yeah, heavy and big. Heavy and big and expensive. Well, if you listeners want to check out um, your horoscope sign or your zodiac sign and the throwback trend that correlates to it, go to realtor.com slash news. Now it's time for winners and losers. This is a segment where we discuss the celebrities who made good real estate deals and those who missed out, who lost some cash. Uh, Eric? Yes, Natalie? Let's start with our loser. You're going to tell us about this massive Massachusetts mansion that uh, just dropped in price. Right. Yeah. So this is a massive mansion in Brookline Mass, owned by the founder of Reebok. He put this mansion on the market back in 2016. I remember covering it at the time. It was $90 million. Oh. Uh, I know, $90 million. It's, it's a, it was a 14-acre offering kind of just outside the city center. Uh, you can see Boston from this house and, you know, the downtown. It's it, it's a, It's kind of wild to get this much acreage that close to a city center and it was offered like i say for 90 million dollars and it never sold and now it came back on the market in mid-february of this year and the price has been quite reduced it's now 38 million wow so that's a 57% price drop um it, but they're offering it now with just half of the acreage so it's mm-hmm. 7 acres you could you could buy the place and it's uh, half of what you would have got for the mansion is still you know nothing has changed in terms of the house itself and the amenities and it's an incredible property it looks like a place that they would film movies it's right like the Gatsby the house like they filmed right. the Great Gatsby or something it's, yeah exactly it's it's, it's it's like old old money either way the price is a huge reduction we don't I mean. From going from ninety million to thirty-eight million is uh, quite a drop. We don't normally see huge price fluctuations like that. Right. And right. we talked to the agent, and you know, he said, of course, finding a seven-acre parcel is extraordinary in Boston. Um, there's, you know, it's just, it's it's a one-of-a-kind kind of offering. We say that all the time, but this is truly kind of one-of-the-kind kind of thing. It's not in Boston proper. It's in no. Brookline, so it's right. it's a bit more removed, but still, you know, a huge yeah. piece of property for that area. Yep, 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 But no, they said I'm going to keep that in. Okay, that's fine. He. This is technically our loser. I don't like to call him a loser. This is our – it's mathematically taken a price cut, so that's why we're featuring it in this slot. Um is that a good way of saying it? Sure. I, yeah. A 57% price cut, I guess, would fall into the loser bucket. Cool. Um, and our winner 
is Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, OBJ. Um, he got traded. It was a, I don't know, it was a shock trade. It was for Giant New York Giants fans. He's a star wide receiver for the New York Giants, and he was traded to the Cleveland Browns last week. And uh, after he was traded, one of Ohio's favorite sons, Mr. Ohio himself, King James, LeBron James, put on Twitter that he was over the moon that the Browns had acquired Beckham and he put up a, you know, a pick of Odell in the brown and orange of the Browns and said, wow, this is great. You know, I think there were some expletives or holy moly Mm -hmm. in there. And uh, so then Odell Beckham himself replied to LeBron's post and said, hey, let me hold down your crib for a little bit while I'm in Cleveland, because LeBron has, you know, in addition to the Brentwood homes that he owns in the Los Angeles area, he also owns a huge spread in Ohio. Like, it's a compound. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he reached out to LeBron, you know, half-jokingly, I think, and said, you know, hey, can I stay at your crib while I'm in Cleveland? And uh, no response back from LeBron on that. But what we we decided to do uh, was to... Uh, offer up some suggestions to Odell uh, for where he could stay in Cleveland. We found seven area homes, uh, you know, all within, say, 20 minutes to a half hour of the Browns training facility and uh, uh, diversity of, you know, uh, we found one penthouse and some big mansions. Uh, We even found, you know, Tyrone Liu, who was the former coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who was fired earlier this year, uh, earlier last year, I'm sorry, uh, his mansion is still on the market. Uh, it would be a perfect spot for Beckham to land. Uh, so Odell kind of has a lot of choices to make. And for that, we're calling him our winner of the week. Okay. And with that, I think it's time to wrap up this episode of House Party. Listeners, if you want to check out any of these stories, go to realtor.com slash news. You can follow us on Twitter at housepartypod. You can get a hold of us via email, podcast at realtor.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, no S, at realtor.com. If you like what you heard today, um, please subscribe and please give us five stars because the more good ratings we have, the more reviews we have, um, the more people will find out about us. So if you liked the show, please share it with your friends and fam. Thank you, listeners, as always. And we will see you next week. Have a good weekend. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.